we're recording. Hey, welcome to the No U Turn podcast. I'm here with one of the coldest young creators I know from the paint brand, my boy Paint Boy Gal. Where are you doing here, man? Uh, let's play that Larry June Financial Freedom, man. Play that shit. I'm smoked. Heard Larry Jefferson. I'm Larry Sean. That did. I'm this shit 20 years. That's a freedom. I know you on that. Besides. I'm dedicated, highly educated, my moves calculated. When I spit these raps, it's like restoration. I come from an era where Cook Cope was the regulator. Candy house, nachos, pick up with some nap later. You trying to talk numbers? Okay, cool. We can have a drink. My lawyer talk to yours. Nigga, let's see if this shit makes sense. You gotta take risks. Keep going, nigga, never quit. I'm humble cause the shit I've been through showed me shit is real. Damn, I need to get my shit together. I need 20. Hey, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of No You Turn Podcast. Me and my co-host, GB No Pressure, your boy Gula Get Rich. And one of, like I said, one of the coldest creators I know. He actually an inspiration to me. I don't know if you know it or not. Like, Practice. the nigga live. You know what I'm saying? My boy Paint Boy Gav, introduce What's yourself, up, bro. I'm Paint, Paint Boy Gav, um, creator, business person. <laughs> uh, just all around, you know? Master creator, type of stuff going on. Hey, you see these? These here's. You know what I'm saying? You seen around the city? Shot with the nigga is cold. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I've been a fan before we even like linked up. Before we really like. Lately, we done vibed a lot more than more than more than usual. But every time I see him, I tell him, man, like I've been a fan. Like I'm a fan of your work. When I, when I met him, I'm like, I be seeing your stuff all the time. That's sure. I thought it was something. <laughs> From New York or so, California. I know that was your brand. Yeah, the thing is cold. He definitely cold though. I super appreciate that for sure, for sure. Hey man, so since I'm gonna call you one of my favorite creators, right? Um, how'd you get your start? So uh, I'll say I got my start to be transparent, probably from like my childhood. Um, my mom, she's super, super creative, uh, and my my dad. I was raised by my stepdad, and my stepdad. He not so much creative in the aspect of just like art and stuff, but he creative in the aspect of he's gonna do his own thing and have his own style, in which he allowed me to do, uh, cause he raised me up from like pretty much birth. So when I'm getting dressed or whatever, it's pretty much like, I'll uh, just let him do him, like, you know what I'm saying? And if it looked too tacky or something, he'd tell me like, you know, hey bro, go change that. But for the most part, I just grew up in a free, free upbringing where I was able to kind of create and find yourself, find yeah, yourself yeah. types. I feel that. And, and by the time I had met people, uh, like outside in the streets, it's like niggas was already saying I talk white, but that that's not even nothing. You know, so I live in the hood, so we not yeah. tripping about that. Where, where you from though? Like where you from? Uh, Miami, Miami, Florida. The Dade County. Yep. You three or five? Ranging. That's where I grew up. At. Okay, okay. Hey, when he when he told me it was three or five, like we was in the shot one day, was like. I'm from my, you know how you talk, funny. I'm from Miami. You know, <laughs> where the dreams at? Yeah. <laughs> where the goals yeah, at? Yeah, but hey, he still got that hustle though, that ambition. Nah, it's super ambition. I seen that. He's su he's super ambitious, and like I said, like I respect him a lot from basically the first time I ever seen him. Like before we even start talking and vibing, like yeah. your shit dope, bro. Ah, uh, facts. Appreciate that. Nah, bro. I think you big. You to me, you big. Right, yeah. right. And that's something I know with. I, I kind of like didn't really think I was as big as I was because I never been in a uh, 
a mindset to, to I just told shit you, on niggas. I just told you that. I just yeah. said, I said, bro, you really hold more weight than you think. Yeah. Bro, like, bro, you don't just got no regular stuff you doing. Yeah. Regular knowledge, like, what you got going on, like, it ain't. People ain't just doing that every day. Now, I learned a lot from you talking you 10, 15 minutes. Right, right, right. Actually, watching your movement, seeing what's going on, like, you really, like, I brother say you cold for real. And, I, and I, I found enjoyment, I feel like, out of that, what you said, like, out of 10 to 15 minutes, if I could help somebody, like, or if I could just say something worthwhile, you know what I'm saying? Not, not in the aspect that I'm trying to be cool or whatever, but it's just like, Along, uh, like, what what are we really here for? Making an impression on Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, what are we really here for? It's like, whether you talk to me again or not, you see me on a billboard a million years from now, you like, damn, I met this nigga and he, he told me something that one time I did meet him. You know what I'm saying? And like, life kind of got me away from that mindset because, uh, you know, sometimes you go through thinking like, I, I'm helping niggas too much or this. Like, and I'm here to say, I don't think you can't help a nigga too much. You know what I'm saying? You might, right. you might expose information that you didn't want to expose but at the at the rate of it you you know that's why you know it whether you know it or not you you learned it to kind of put somebody else on because can't nobody really take from what you got going on they, they, still, they still can't do it like you though like you right. take for sure in the game like for sure. showing certain stuff they still got to have the same makeup you got it you got the same ambition the same hustle you still got to have all that you can tell you can put it in their face though but they ain't got it in them it ain't in them right. that, most people not gonna do nothing with it Right, right. So that 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 was just something big, and I'm just happy that like I am able to, cause it's like I be at the bar, and I I know that I'm telling people something that that could change whatever they're doing instantly, and they like so like you know grateful for it. And it's like man, shit. I realized God ain't put me through all of this to just be a dickhead about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like it ain't even worth all that, cause. Hey, one of my mentors told me before, like you obligated to kick it down. Yeah. Right. I agree. Like he told me, like if if you see somebody that can be that can that can benefit off the information, you got to kick it down. And when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yeah, fact. Right. I yep. thought. Why you started, bro? I know you do. Um, first I thought you was just doing like graphic design. Right, right. So, like, so man got merch and all type of stuff. So how it started was again all back in high school. So I, I was pretty big at quarterback back in high school. Oh, oh wait, no start, no start, that bro. I got, I got here go to sell something. Not here go to sell. It's because uh, my dad had just sent me something laughing like, "Nigga, you made me waste all my goddamn money on this sport." <laughs> you know, I got, I got a couple of newspapers and whatever. I'm valid. You know what I'm saying? Best, you play football on day. Yeah, football. Yeah. Come on, don't make me go through the text and I got a couple of newspapers out and I pull them up. So just put this this for the people. Tell them how tall you is and how much you weigh. I am about five eleven, about one forty something. So you fast. So you gotta be lightning fast to be quarterback <laughs> at that size. Yeah, especially in Miami. And I got quite a quite a few concussions, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> for sure. Ain't no rap about that. You got any of my friends. I used to be one of the funniest things ever. But long story short, when I was playing quarterback in and all that I had, I didn't hang with the football players. I used to hang with my other homies. Uh, shout out like Dino, Joey, Ogle. I'm all my friends that I, I I used to just be with. They were already making clothes. So imagine we in twelfth grade, eleventh grade, twelfth grade, and they was getting their money together to go to the screen print shop to make their own clothes. Uh, their brand was called Navajo at the time, and we fifteen, sixteen, and. Um, I just remember when they got it, I actually modeled for them. They gave me the shirt, but when I got it, I was like, 
y'all really did this. We be talking about this at lunch all day. And y'all really went by yourself to the print shop and got this made. So from there, I always had it in like in me that I wanted to do that. But again, something I tell people, something I really suffer with that I'm happy I got over is I didn't want to be too perfect. Like I, I didn't think it was real that you could be scared of success, but it is real. Because at the end of the day, like I was about Victorian in high school. I had straight A's growing up. So it's like, for me, again, I never wanted to shit on people. So it felt like, damn, I'm too good at everything. So if I'm good at football, I'm going to let them have the clothes. I ain't going to just start asking them about clothes and shit because they going to feel like I'm stepping in their boundary. You know what I'm saying? But as I go on with life, like, that's not even real, bro. You know what I'm saying? If you good at it, do it. And if the people are offended about how good you at it, they're not your real friends. They don't really fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Because you shouldn't limit your capabilities of what you can really do. Yeah, based on somebody Based yeah. on somebody else, bro. And, and that's when I had to realign my circle because some people will support that you're doing every single thing if you're doing it correctly. A real friend would be like, oh, yo, you're moving a little too fast. This shit, you should, you know what I'm saying? That was going good. That was going good. But if I'm handling that great, and I went to this, that's great. And I went to this, there's no reason a friend should support whatever you whatever you change or whatever you do. You like, you know what I'm saying? So like I said, that that's really where I got my first creative start of that. Um my graduation, I had a little trunk party. I had made a couple bands and I took that and went and bought a camera. So camera work was really my first thing. Um I bought that camera. I went to South Beach. <laughs> That's what I was shooting at. I met a dude named Thaddeus. A lot of marketing themselves. Yeah, yeah. So what I used to do is I'd just take pictures. And um, Instagram wasn't really bubbling like that at the time. But I would just take pictures. Because I, I, had, I had read a quote since I bought my camera. And it was just like, no matter what you do, shoot every day. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I was on. I was shooting every day. And uh, when I met Thad, I was walking up and down. And I see this dude with like a... Uh, with like a, uh, he had this big camera. One I knew cost a cost a couple bands. You know what I'm saying? No, I was wondering if it was straight. Oh so yeah, okay, yeah. Let me start over. No, he's not. Oh, all right, all right. That's what we need in the podcast. Keep it organic. You know. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering whether his mic too far away. That's that's really the question. So as long as this, when is it somewhere in the middle of it? Okay. All right. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You breaking the roof. <laughs> right <laughs> but long story short so uh i bought that camera and I, I went to south beach and i was out there shooting and i meet this guy named dad and um i literally had the camera probably about two weeks but anytime i buy something i'm always like reading a ton before so probably in those first three or four days i figured out the kinks and i'm figuring out my style by the time i'm on south beach so uh he makes me he like bro you uh you what you doing out here i'm like i'm just shooting take your pictures he's like you want to work i'm like shit you know what i'm saying what's up He's like, um, all right, I shoot at the clubs. Uh, I think the first club, if I'm not mistaken, was probably like Story or something, man. And he sends me, and then I take the pictures or whatnot, I send it back to him. He's like, nah, all right, bet we good. So after that, he started booking me. I'm I'm in transitioning from uh, 12th grade to go to college. Uh, so I got that one summer. So that's what I was doing that summer, taking pictures. Um, and then it was, it was big people too, man, like, that dude had Big Tigger come pick me up from my crib all the way in the range. I was like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? So I did Big Tigger birthday. I was like at Story with Diddy and all of that. So I think I kind of manifested the fact that shit could happen outside of the norm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I was coming back home 
and editing stuff. And my mom like, what you need is summer job. I'm like, man, mommy's man paying me. She's like, I feel you, but I want you to stay focused on school. Then she see me editing like the Ciroc uh, New Year's party. She's like, you did that? Yeah. And she's like, all right. you yeah, yeah, you know, you. I mean, you're doing something, but you still need to go to school. Some you just said real quick, a lot of people be, feel like they too big. You say how you was out there shooting. First, you was out there just on the script. Right. Just shooting. Right. We getting paid for that at first. Right. A lot of people like, why ain't, I know like some people are like, why ain't rapping unless I get this. You just started, bro. Right. Why ain't trying to hear you? Like, you got to. You gotta get it away first. I had that talk with another bird. Bro, money, money fucks up a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's why, like, not even to bring race or anything, that's why you'll see that that white kid or that that Asian kid, or even more so the lame kid, they gonna make it because the cool person gonna come and say how much I'm getting paid. You know what I'm saying? And I've I've been guilty of both sides of it. At times I actually shut the hell up and just do it. Or just come with good and good intentions and bring my value forth. Probably made the most money I ever made in my life. Right. Hey, I didn't even ask about the money. I didn't know how much I was getting paid. I enjoyed the project so much before it even started. I said, yo, this is what we can do. This is how we can do it. And at the end of it, it's like, yo, bro, so this is what we can offer you. And this is that. You know, sometimes you might get offered way less than you thought. But that's the thing of operating with expectations. You know what I'm saying? I read that in a Russell Simmons book. I think the first or second book. He was like, you cook, cook. Like, if you rap, rap, just, you need to be doing that every day. Like, how you say dude tell you to shoot every day? Right. You need to be doing that every day. You're going to get noticed. You're going to get picked up. You're going to get the emotion. You're going to get the traction you actually looking for when you just keep on doing But you keep waiting until I, I ain't doing it until I get a chance. Imagine if you were to wait and say, I ain't doing it until I get paid for Right. Hey, so you, would still be, you would still be tomorrow going to South Beach, tomorrow shooting on South Beach. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, what, right. What Ray Ross said. Oh, I forgot to tell him. Well, when I show up, if I'm a photographer, <laughs> when I show up, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm shooting. Right, right, right. So tell us this. How you get the name Paint? Paint uh, what right. So uh, that actually didn't come from me. Uh, when I was in college, I went to UCF. I had a group of homies, uh, my boy Derek, Carl, and they was like, they used to listen to Lil B. So uh, it was something called like the Bass Guys. And however it go one day, we was chilling, smoking, and he was like, man, shit, we finna be, you know, be the paint boys. I was like, man, shit, that's like, yes. Fuck it, I'll be paint boy guy, you know what I'm saying? Then they all had names, and funny story about that is, not even to put like a bad taste of whatever to them, because they all still my friends to this day, I love them to death, but I'm the only paint around, so we all- I'm the last paint. Yeah, so we all, um, started as paint but what happened was and it's just something it's crazy when i look back into that that time i could have applied that to how life would go um and, and what happened was i was in a group with them and at the time i was getting a little money i was hustling doing whatever so i had more money than like most college people and i i was so how can you say it i was so piped up at the time because i'm like yo we could really do something whatever y'all need i got the money let's just do it you know what i'm saying but it was more so they kept procrastinating and procrastinating and procrastinating to the point I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it myself. You know what I'm saying? Then I started doing clothes, then next thing you know, I changed my Instagram to Paint Boy Gab, and now niggas is calling me pain, et cetera, et cetera. Now that's growing while it's going left for them. And then um, as it started to grow, they actually like tried to have a sit down with me, like, yo, bro, so we gave you the name, uh, so you kind of owe us this, this, that, and like, I, like nah, you know, at the end of the day, it ain't yeah. nothing flawed. 
You put know? them hours in. They, yeah. they stay relieved in the vision. Like, and it's like, I'm not asking none of y'all to change y'all names from Payboy, and I'm the only one who actually bring validity to this group. Group, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, y'all could build off of what I did if you like, but I, I won't speak up and just co-sign it. Bobby Brown. Right. That's, that's dope, that's dope, that's dope. So you went to school after you, once you graduated? So what happened? They recruited you for football? And the college went out. They tried to shoot you to receiver. Hell no. I was <laughs> retired. I wasn't trying to play football. The day I knew I wasn't playing football, uh, it was raining down in Miami. Um, and I wasn't trying to put my face in the mud. Like we had like a stretched out down. And my coach was like, You think you're a superstar? I just push my face in the mud. And I just remember my face being so close. I was like, Never again will a nigga tell me what to do like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and and that was just it for me in football. Like, I still remember the day. And because I'm like, I can't live a whole life like this. I'm going to go to college. These niggas going to tell me what to do after that. You know what I'm saying? It's like. How you, how, so in your experience, how you made your first dollar? Oh, I was selling air fresheners first. I was about sixth grade. I, um, this website called Cinefax. My stepdad put me on. Ain't gave me money to start it. Shit, I was bullshit. My hustle was fucked up. I was taking that bread. I forgot what I was doing with the bread. But um, he would send all his people from the job to come. I was getting them for like eight dollars, selling them for twenty. I don't know if you ever seen them. It was the the air fresheners in the big bag where they used to put the uh, the permanent marker on the back and yeah, yeah. cross off the uh, website so things couldn't go to the website. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah. Once you said that, I remember yeah, that yeah. for so sure. I used to get my room crossing them out. My my dad knew somebody who gave him a plug on the website under the thing. Yeah. So then, then that's when I had first started. Then I transitioned into iPhones. Uh, I had started buying a lot of iPhones. What you went? What you went to school for? You said when you said what you man. Went to sadly, and I tell anybody watching this: before you go to college, you should go to college for what you want to go for. I wanted to go to college for business administration. It's the only thing I ever wanted to go to school for. My mom drilled in my head that business administration was too vague of a degree. Not knowing who I would be or who I would become, because right now I would have been working probably for some big company with an MBA or some shit. You know what I'm saying? But um, so she switched my major to engineering. Slow. Oh, yeah. Worst, worst decision ever. What what big company did you work for? You no, know I'm saying if if I did MBA, I mean I still ended up working for big companies. Oh. But I worked for and one um salary base, and I did a couple of things for Nike just on the side. Um, I've done stuff for like. Daddy, couple a lot of rec, a lot of record labels, a lot of big artists. Um, yeah, yo, I seen yo like at the time I asked you about the um, no pressure logo. Right, right. I already had one, so but I said I feel like you were missing something. Right. And like five minutes, you had to put it on the added this. I think we should do that. So your creative mind, I seen yeah, it just yeah. that fast, bro. Like for real, so I could see you work from them adding to their creative side of their own, um, right. to their brand and stuff. Feel me? Like even your stuff, you be coming up. Like, I watch your page. Like, I got the hoodie on really have emotion. Like, okay, right. boom. Next week, you got a whole new slogan, a whole new brand out there. You just, just really have emotion, it's, it's feel me? Endless. Right, Man, your, right. create, your, creative, it's your creativity, your creativity is dope. It's, it's endless. I, I like that. I appreciate I, it. I got some of the same experience with my accident that helped me with something. That shit took six, that shit took, <laughs> I want to say six minutes, but that was too long. That bit took, like, it took longer to cut the computer on. Right. <laughs> exactly. By the time I cut the computer on and, here you go, what you think? Right. I think that bitch is doing Not immediately. I better what it's way, but I could do it the whole two weeks. Right. So right. you ever um you ever collaborated with any other brands, like clothing brands, artists, 
So I try to collaborate. I haven't collaborated with a clothing brand yet. Um, just, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm at the level two, but I just haven't done it yet for whatever reason. Artists, yes, I've done uh, Rod Wave, uh, Golden Boy, Count Up, Bobby Fish Scale. Um, yeah, I see. I seen that the Rich Out Bubble. That was um, Golden Boy. Yeah, that was. Yeah, cool. I seen what Bobby had. Bobby had the um, uh, Rich Out Fish. Rich Out Fish. <laughs> yeah, I seen. Yeah. yeah. I, seen I think you told me about you told me about um, Rod, whatever. And you were saying you did a whole bunch, and some just went left, but some I forgot the details. Yeah, well, I would I wouldn't really say it went left. And to be like, if anybody wants to get into that that scope of business, it's just you gotta know. Okay, so the biggest quote I learned in that business is, when I was a child, I acted as a child, and when I became a man, I put away childish child things. Right, that's the biggest thing I learned in business period, and especially in the music business, right? Because what happened was, and I, it put me in not a dark space, but it put me in a space to where I was less reluctant to help people. But it just comes back to say of taking accountability for all your actions. So it's not that the business or anything went left or right. It's just on an accountability factor, I didn't handle what I needed to handle <clears throat> okay. legally and structurally from a business structure. You know what I'm saying? And that was amongst all people. Um, I just think- See what you did right there? That's hard. Putting that mirror in your face and yeah. taking accountability for your own action. Right. A lot of people always try to blame, oh, he did that. But when you do that, take accountability for your own actions first, you can move forward. And Man, and, that's the, and I think- people don't understand that's the only way you're gonna move forward. Mm. Cause you know, like, it might be a time in my brain where I'm like, fuck, man, I'm, what what I could have did with that money by the end of the day is like, what you gonna do with the money you got and the money you get, you know? It's like taking accountability, it's exactly what you said. One of my, my, one of my mentors told me before, he said, you don't get what you deserve, you get what you negotiate. Right. I agree. That I agree. was so cold yeah. and that helped me in a lot of areas in life, because sometimes we, when you silent, I consider myself silent. Right. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm gonna do you right every time. Right. So, plenty of times I've done business on a handshake or verbal because I know who I am. Yeah. But that don't mean the other party has to adhere to those same rules. Yeah, exactly. So in business, you have to protect yourself. Right. So you get what you negotiate. So the accountability that he took, like at the end of the day, you get what you negotiate means if the paperwork ain't right. Get that paper right. Or paperwork right, rapper, you, whatever you you're doing, get that paper right. That paper got to be right. I'm, unless I'm saying you, you, you're not going to be able to have gripes about it later because you didn't negotiate. Still had, they still had the opportunity to make sure before you move forward. Like, and, and my complex with yeah. um that situation was so complex is like, if I wanted to, a majority of the world would blame what other people. Like it 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 did get to a point. It's nothing I could have done differently. But when it comes to it, it's something I could have done different. Just me being me and the stand up person I am, I understand it's something I could have done, regardless of how deep everything else was. It, it, you know, it comes down to that, like, you know what I'm saying? So it's, sometimes it's, it's, it's um, we had a brief conversation on this before, but sometimes it's it's just not knowing. Right, right, right. Yeah. It, it comes down to ignorance, not less. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 even the law, when you be fighting, like doing law work and stuff, 
It never say no defense. Yeah. If you don't know, that's just on you. What? The thing is more so ignorance costs more money. That's what negligence is. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You neglected the fact of common sense, so now you owe me. <laughs> yeah. And you and like even myself, I find myself I find myself doing a lot of stuff and I don't mess I don't protect myself, but it's not to that magnitude where like the bite ain't gonna hurt. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like I expose myself but but you know, you know. The bite angle is not gonna be, or I ain't gonna say that because when you enter or something, you think the best, but it hasn't. Yeah. I haven't been fouled to the point that I've been fouled. And, and to go back to what I was saying about the complexity of wanting money and doing the work, that, that's something I, I have yet, you know what I'm saying? I'm still trying to figure that out so I can help other people because what I said earlier will definitely uh, contradict what, what we're saying now. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. fact that you yeah, do the work, people gonna look out, and, and, and you're gonna be taken care of. They ain't gonna look out. But that, that's what I'm saying. And it, it, it has been times that I have done that, and I did get looked out for appropriately. You know what I'm saying? And and I try to balance the the two parties. Uh, and yeah, sadly, it might be. Jimmy, you you typically like you just got caught in the Yahtzee. So like, you was in a situation that worked out to a grand scale and it don't always work out like that. Right. So now like in in the eyes of the in the eyes of your partners or the hood or your friends, it's gonna feel like a you ne like a nigga owe you negligence, like you old. Right. But when you get in the court, they probably gonna be more like yeah, yeah. where well, the paper from, from an aspect and I mean I can't even disclose who I was talking to about situation. But at the end of the day, yeah, and that, that's what it came down to. Like, bro, I'm a I'm a fact factual person, you know what I'm saying? I work on facts, I don't work on opinion. And when some people start breaking down the facts of like, yeah, that something happened, but factually, nothing happened. It definitely happened. You know what I'm saying? But factually, we, when the court of law, and, and that's the thing, the court of law is not here to say, you're wrong or you're right, you did this, they did this. It's like, what can you prove, prove like actually happened? That's no, that's no one rule. After you've proven it, why did it happen? You know what I'm saying at the end of the day, but the proving is number one. But when it get down to the litigation of separating money and 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 the money aspect in the music industry realm, I feel like it's more so before they get to the proven part. It's more so did you take all necessary steps before that could have even happened? So so you got two courts. One is a real court, and one is not. Right. So you got the court of law, which is contractual ABC this is how it go then right. you got the other court of public opinion I'm not sure if you heard that before I have so sometimes this is where it comes into play sometimes something like somebody could do you wrong and have negligence right and in the court of law it won't stand up but depending on who that person is you could take them to the court of public opinion which mm -hmm. means exposing the situation. Make, they move, yeah, make a move. And that will get them to. Yeah. People do that all the time. In Hollywood, they play that I, I all battle, the time. I battled with that night in and night out. I, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? No, I really did, though. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, the situation was so big on me. But, like you said, it's, it's being solid and being stand up. It's like, what else do you have going at that rate? You know, like, that's what I have to really deep down. If you would have dwell, dwell on that so long, yeah. you would still be running a, it, running a circle. In the circle. Like it's moving. just business. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, if, if I was handling it just business when I took it to the court of opinion, I would have did it. 
But I knew that my heart was to invest in it. It ain't just about the business. Yeah. It's more so me kind of being malicious or green. So that's why I avoided it. Anytime I feel that in my heart as I'm moving, if I'm about to do something, I'm not going to do it. Like, if, like not even to sound crazy. You know, I always talk about slapping niggas. Like, if I, if I want to slap you and I'm not mad about it, I'm going to hit you. Like, but if I'm really angry, I'm going to think about it. Because I, I know that I'm operating from a different thing. But if I'm laughing and shit, you really got me to a point where I just... You know, one fight you or something, just funny playing around, nah, then, then I'm down to fight. But if I'm mad, I'm not going to want to do it because I'm going to make sure, yo, are you are you thinking? You know what I'm saying? And like, that's where the yoga, too, come in because it's like, I've been doing it so much that my brain thinks before a lot of actions now. And I, I just caught it the other day. Like, I forgot what somebody said to me, and I was just like, you got it, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, As a man, think of that what you're going to be. Like, you right. picture it in your mind first, you're going to start seeing yourself doing it. Like, like the Bible saying. Once you thought it, yeah, then it, it happens. You, everything came from thought. It. Yeah, every, everything came from like, thought. Of. If it, if if you did it in the brain, yeah, you can put it together. Like, I'm saying it's, you pretty you much. Like, exactly. I'm saying if we talking about, I don't like to talk about religion, but not, from what I know about religion, if you think about fornicating, you are you might as well did it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you getting the same strike. Getting the same. Yeah. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. And go back to the court, like how you said earlier. Like, number one rules are all courts. It ain't what you did, what you can prove, you hear me? Yeah, like, so for you, sure. You could be innocent like no damn white did. Nothing, but they lied. But yeah. you can't prove it. You got to weigh your options and see what's next on the table because you're going to just think like, I know I ain't do that. can't do nothing to me. You'd be, you'd be in trouble. You'd be right, in, like, right. you gotta, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, like, just from, from what you told me about whatever I know about that situation, mm -hmm. the way you handled it was, Probably similar to what I would have did. Right. Not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's just I I probably would take a similar stance when it comes to small player routes. I agree. Yeah. I'm saying sometimes player the wrong. I gotta live, dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then 20 years from now, shit, I'ma still be milking up. It's always like, why be a bitch <laughs> about that? Because yeah. now when y'all see me and what I ended up doing is like, you remember what you did to me. And we can still do business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that ain't personal. Yeah, I'll make sure I had a paper right this yeah. time. So it's one point. And it might be a little, a lot different. It's like, yeah. So going, going to something that we said, we say a lot that it sounds cliche, but it's actually true. Stuff is not a loss; it's a lesson. Oh yeah, exactly. Nothing is a loss. Nothing. It's a lesson. So the 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 jewels that you picked up from and you learned from it, it's a lesson. It's a loss if you don't learn from it. Like you would do it again, boy. Well, learn from it. Yeah. We ain't talking about keep touching the <laughs> keep touching the stove. I'ma just taking. I'ma just how you said. I'ma just figure that you're not gonna touch that stove again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know that bit hot. Yeah. <laughs> it hot. Um. What does what does what does Paint Boy Gav got coming? And what what can we expect from Paint Boy Gab in the the not so distant future? Uh, I mean honestly, bro, and and I think this the interview probably our first ever said it. I don't think uh I feel like Paint Boy Gab is kind of restricted as far as like what people know me for. Um, and in that aspect, it's just more so like like we was talking about earlier is me going a little more distant into real business. Um, and not to discredit uh, clothing brands, like, yeah, it's great money. I've been living off of this for a lot of years. Um, I got a lot of, I, it's just so automated on the collection side of it. It's just that it's like a, it's like when Pharrell want to go work on BBC. 
You know what I'm saying? He left rap to go work on clothes. So I don't think I'm going to leave clothes, but I plan to like dive into a new area because the clothes is automated. I got that going. That brand is going to keep scaling up. Um, just more so going into real business, man. Like we were saying, uh, real estate and and what I didn't mention to you is when I go into these places, it's more so still from a creative aspect. You know what I'm saying? It's like if I could find a, a, a place and, and turn it into because I got I'm, I'm into creative business and that's that's just what it is for me. So as I dip and dabble into other things and maybe even DJing and again in it, just getting into more stuff that just release limitations upon me as being the merch guy. Like I'd rather have the merch company than me be the merch mm-hmm. guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, which are both fine for right now because I like like I was saying in one of my other um previous conversations is that you kind of don't get to pick who you are in the eyes of other people unless your actions will determine who you are in the eyes of other people. You know what I'm saying? So as far as that, I know people only see me for clothes. But like, shit, I start posting anything else, they'll see me for that. You know what I'm saying? In the midst of it, I have learned sometimes when building an audience and brand, people could get lost if you didn't have a solid foundation for one. But I think I have such a solid foundation that you'll know me already that you'll trust my next step if if I do it correctly. Uh, completely. Yeah. So it's even like with me, boy, I done done Man. I done done a mi- really a million things for real. <laughs> Thirty days and you switched. <laughs> uh, bro, I thought you was just over here doing that. Anyway, with opportunity, I did a million things. So with people who believe in me, they don't trip when I step in another direction because right. it's the, the foundation solid. You know you ain't going to get no bullshit from Google. I'm going to tell you like it is. And I'm going to try it till it works, like in work. different situations. So, with that being said, what 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 advice would you have for up and coming uh, or a, aspiring clothing designer? Um, I would say learn what you want to be in the clothing business. Um, and when I say that, do you want to be a designer or do you want to own a clothing business? Those are two different things. Um, the clothing business is going to pay the designer. And yes, you can be both, but you need to understand the business. And what I say by that is, like, I, I meet tons of people who, like, yo, I'm starting this brand. Yo, I got the heat press. I got this, this, that. And I, I be like, that shit's cool, you know. And you can only get so far, but don't even start it like that. You got the wrong idea about any brand. You know, like, just like that interview to Telonis kids, he, that, that's the right idea. You starting a clothing business. If you want to print clothes then you go do that, you know what I'm saying? But when you want to start a brand, my, my advice would be get get some money. Don't think this is going to be your money. It took me quite a while for this to be my money. Like, I don't do nothing else but clothes. But that wasn't how it always used to be, you know what I'm saying? It's like it got to a point I used to work all weekend making a website, drop the site, shit don't sell nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the fuck? Damn. But I didn't give up, and I kept trying, and it sounds so cliche, but... I seriously did because I kept taking accountability. Like, okay, maybe I didn't have this in the right place. Maybe I didn't have that in the right place. Let me try this differently. Let me try that. So like I said, I think clearly assess where you want to be, then assess what you need. And that's as far as money, a graphic designer, a print shop, a place to ship. You know, start getting all that together from one. Excuse me. Um, so, so if it does pop, you able to scale and never look back. A lot of people scale 
get a hundred orders. Now you gotta. You can't. You can't do it all at once. Yeah, you can't do it all yeah. by yourself. Thirty, forty chargebacks because you ain't never was prepared for this. You never even talked to the person who prints your clothes. And if you print it, you never printed a hundred shirts. Yeah. Now you in a you know you in a bind. And then so basically that you know what what um what 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 designer most inspired you? Uh, fucking. Joke. Or your top? Just say your top three. Three, your top three designers. I, I, I do both. My the designer that inspired me the most is probably Joe Fresh Goods. Uh, it's his cat out of Chicago, and uh, and Joe Fresh Goods um inspired me so much because I had made that trap hat with the Nike. Um, then when they hit me with whatever they hit me with and took my bread, they did the same as Joe Fresh Goods, but his is on a way bigger scale. But all to come to today that Joe Fresh Goods is one of the biggest collab creators of this time. Um, like if you see how the new balances are coming back, that's all Joe Fresh. pretty much Joe Fresh goods, you know what I'm saying? I never heard, I gotta check him out. Yeah, so he he did the the Kyrie ones. Not Kyrie, I'm so sorry. Uh what's the dude damn from uh the Raptors, I believe. I don't know if he still play for them. Huh? With the Braves, Kawi. Kawi Leonard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he did the new balances for him. Um right. he did a new era for the for the uh he created a fitted for the White Sox up in Chicago. I think that's Chicago. I don't know baseball. But yeah, it's just like those type of collabs motivate me, bro, because I know about the space of the business and I know how hard it is to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a that's a thousand plus emails easily. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no way in the hell you, you closing a deal from a single black entrepreneur creative. Yes. Chicago White Sox. You know what I'm saying? It's yes. just like I can only imagine what's until there. And even more so to ensure that he gets paid anything. You know what I'm saying? Because what the White Sox are really saying is, nigga, we the White Sox. Hey, and, I'm going back to you get what you negotiate. You know, and, and, I, and I just love the fact that he's able to get there and say, I'm Joe Freshgood. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people might know him, but like I said, it's money, power, respect. And he probably, from his previous projects, I don't know his financials or whatnot, but from his previous projects, he probably got enough money to turn down what don't make sense. Yes. Now he got, and that, that equates to the power and if it does happen, that it equates to respect because he getting deals that nobody else would get. Yeah, can't you can't get it. You saying that, though, it's a perfect point, though, like how you say you're going to something else. Right. I was going to say earlier, like, ain't no way you should quit because, bro, you got it. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? I think you got, got it. it. Like, like, I ain't even trying to be bringing them saying that I ain't going into it. Nah, look, look your, your whole creative, your brand, your stuff, you be coming up with it. And, and like, like I said, I don't think it's more so of, of, of quitting clothes. It's more so like, Structuring after Joe Fresh because not that I want to be like him, but I seen Joe fucking heat pressing shirts. Yeah, you know what I'm saying to grow into him having a, a storefront which he closed. So he know he know the business. How you said, so, learn the whole business. Man, like was, one time, was to I was shirts. talking to you. You was like, "No, get this quality shirt because this one better. It lasts. So I got the more design. Look like you knew top to bottom like what shirts work for what and what not. You feel me? Right. A lot of people don't say no because they can't. They right. think about what they got to fix at the crib. They 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 family. Here we go. We back. Uh, they thinking about their family. They thinking about shit. I, I, what I could do with this money right now. You know what I'm saying? And like, so, so that that's one. Outside of Joe, uh, I got some homies from down south. Uh, felt my boy Costa. Um, his brand is is firing. He he collab with Japanese brands. He done. He got an MLB collab too. Um, and we just from the same same area as far as just Miami and growing up together. So. That, that's him, and I think the third, I, I don't really, oh, actually, I like this kid down south, too, called uh, Filthy. 
It's filthy clothing. I don't know his name. I think it's Jerry, to be fine if I ain't mistaken. But I like his brand because it's just authentic and and it's unique. You know what I'm saying? He's he not trying to ride nobody else's weight. No, no big mainstream designer. I mean, nah. I mean, because at the end of the day, I think another thing people gotta like, like y'all be looking up to people that's just weird. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't even know no big designers to be honest. And like in the space of in the space of just creating clothes. Actually, Ooh, shout out to Cass, too. I don't know if y'all know Cass from Colorful Moolah. I think he's from out in Orlando, to be honest, but he did the Glow Game thing. I don't know if everybody's seen it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah Glow yeah. Game. Yeah. So he, he's just so Glow yeah. that. Is, yeah. is that where he did something with? Yeah, is that that's, that's Glow Game? I, I guess I, another, another point, though, you know, we so caught up in, like, get a designer brand, they made that. But it's the same process that designers did and got the same way. They think just because, oh, this uh, Louis Gucci, all white, whatever the brand is, like, oh, that mean, but it getting made the same as that way, or started yeah. the same that way until they scaled it up, they automated to like bigger factories and come yeah, to work the same. That just go to brands, bro. You know, yeah. you gotta build a brand. And, brand. The, and that's, you know, um, my boy Ant, who did, did the Google as we was talking, cause he was like, bro, I, I don't ask for clothes. Shit, when we do your ad, it's a little different, but because once they, even if you reel them in, bomb, now they come to my page and it's like, oh shit, this nigga do all this? It's, it's validity behind each piece. It's like, if you wear this hat out, and, and I always tell people that about my brand when they starting clothes and shit, it's like, my clothes got a transactional value, right? Even if they don't know me, you gonna get a conversation out of most of the stuff I make. For sure. Whether yeah. it's say, Jesus love hustlers, I'm not buying these hoes anything, make a play. <laughs> However it go, I always make stuff that you gonna read and what people don't understand. If I read your shirt, right, and that's why I put it small on the front, big on the back. Because most people are scared to look you in your face and stare at your shirt because it's weird. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm behind you, though, I'm going to read it. And by the time I finish reading, because I always put the best part in fine print, if, if you could tell. By the time you finish reading it, in your subconscious, you feel so guilty. You you got to tap that person and be like, yeah, that shirt is hard. Because I already I done read the whole shirt, so I feel weird if I, I got to at least say the shirt was cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like... Well, one thing you said is it slid by. I don't know how relevant it is when you was talking about the Nike. You had the the Nike hat and oh, somebody yeah, took some bread. Yeah, I don't know if it was directly from Nike. I would like to think so. Um, I at that time I didn't get this cease and desist to my email. Um, I got cease and desist from Chanel though. Actually, I forgot what what I mean. But the <laughs> thing was. Um, PayPal has sent it on behalf of Nike. And I think I had like, at the time, bro, I was just on the come. I think I had like 14,000 or something in my PayPal. And they, they froze all of it, bro. I was sick. Yeah. You sick to my stomach. But all the proceeds came from Nike. It was for other stuff too. Nah, it was them damn hats. It wasn't, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, shit. It was a, it was a Nike sign that said trap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah, so. If I was throwing a brand next week, like, what will be my place to like, what you just sell to people in your Instagram or people just calling you like, how would you reach today, If you start a brand next week, it depends on who you are. You know, because at the end of the day, some people could start one tomorrow and make tons of money and some people could not do nothing. Like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, my clothes sell not to be conceited, but it has something to do with me. You know, yeah. man, even the ones who don't know me, the brand's already associated with me because believe it or not, people gonna go figure out certain shit. Oh yeah, for sure. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and they know how to put two and two together. Like if an order late or something, they gonna come find my real Instagram. <laughs> yeah. They come DM me like, yeah. yo bro, what's up? Like, 
and I'd be like, yo, you know, I get, sometimes I answer, sometimes I'd be like, yo, just go back to the pain. The power of the internet. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and, and I try to not advise, and I don't I don't deal with everybody when it comes to helping with brands and business, because some people just don't got it. And before I sit here and tell you and explain to you why you don't got it, I'd rather just keep it moving. Oh, you know people can't take that because you criticism yeah, too. Yeah. They're taking offense of like, oh, you hating, uh, and then, then like you tell them something. And I'll take your money, but at the end of the day, that's not even where I'm at. Like, I ain't trying to take because it's just more of a bigger, oh, sorry about that. It's more of a bigger headache for me for you to come back and, oh, this shit ain't working, this ain't working. When from the start, I knew it wasn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. that, that, that's. Well, even the greats, like, so just to say a point, even the greats get told it ain't nothing. Think right. about this. Uh, Steve Jobs went to Nokia with the iPhone. Right. They yeah. told him to kick rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Who got a Nokia? That man, person in the world, I'll tell you that. That's the last time you seen it. <laughs> so somebody just out the blue said, hey, man, I'm going to make a, we got these phones with buttons. He said, hey, man, I want to make a phone that's all screen. Yeah. Ain't nobody never did it, so it sounded crazy. Yeah, so even with, even, even, Saying that to say with even other uh, other entrepreneurs in whatever area you go in, you even when you get nose, like nose is not the end. You know what I'm saying? If you believe in it, you could push through. But you do wanna you could get you could work on having a better product. You could learn from the no too, cause yeah. somebody tell you no, like why you told me I wanna know why you told me no, you feel me? Like, well, you know, just like just like the dude from the ring. I don't know if you know the ring camera story. He went to yeah. yeah. He went to Shark Tank and he was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man, that bit a billion. Somebody who bought it? Who ain't got one? I don't even. Who don't ain't got no ring? Yeah. I'm saying it's, it's kind of a staple. So like, uh, never give up. Oh, the all right. We I think Nas man. Nas did that. Yeah. Oh, uh, man, you was ready to get out of it. The podcast called No U-Turn, no U-turn right? That's yeah. the name of the podcast. That's our movement. That's, part, that's uh-huh. like our mindset. So, at what point you was in your life? Well, you know you couldn't go back that way. You couldn't turn around. You couldn't do no U-turn. You had to keep going forward. Oh, all right. Damn, that's real. Okay, so we could go out with a bay. Shit. <laughs> Fucking, uh, like I said, I was valedictorian, bro. So it was very heavily that my mom, I was supposed to come straight to school, gradually get a job. And I feel her, though, because like, her background was, was yeah, shit, pretty much poverty. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, my, my mom, dad's like a crackhead type shit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So it's like, I had to get older to understand, and like she's my best friend now, and it's so crazy. It wasn't always rebellion; it's just miscommunication. Sometimes people don't understand people, and it's like all she wanted was for me to be secure, cause she know what comes from insecurity. That comes from dependency on drugs, dependency. Cause bro, it take a lot to be broke and not want to go do something illegal. If you're a real hustler, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, if you soft and you just fucked up and you want to sit there and cry, I ain't never been that type. Like I said, I've been selling iPhones. So shit, my boy cut me with a good enough plan. All I will hear is the fact I ain't coming to get you out of jail. You know what I'm saying? Number mm-hmm. one. And number two, like, you gotta just that that shit is like a that shit is a, a total U-turn, you know, just run into the streets that's for money and shit. That that's what I learned. Yeah. But but to go to it is like I lost all my scholarships. Right. And when I lost all my scholarships, I had to pay cash for school. And um I think I had tried to talk to my mom, bro, and she she said she wasn't gonna talk to me no more until I graduated college. And she stood on that shit for about, I ain't talked to my mom for months, bro. You know what I'm saying? She's like, sing to college just to go make some shirts. Like, Gavin, you didn't have to go to college for that. Like, if that's what you wanted to do, you could have stayed here. And I, I could have just helped you do that. But like, what are you doing? 
So at that point, I knew I couldn't go back because I didn't have to prove nothing, but I had to prove, well, you're right, I had to prove to myself. I didn't have to prove to nobody else. I'm like, I'm straight, I'm going to show her. Like, and it wasn't about showing her. By the time, like, to better explain how deep this was, when I was in Europe, my, my, my mom thought I was playing. Like, I like, mom, I'm in Paris. How did we get to Paris? I'm like, I told you I'm on tour doing the calls. Next question, what about school? I was like, it's like, and I tell anybody that too, bro. Like, parents ain't the final answer, but at that time, I was taking care of myself. So don't be disrespectful to your parents and I'm um, doing this, this, that. Just know I was taking care of myself and I was making my own decisions. But at the same time, it's like you seen your vision too. You seen your vision. You seen your vision. Nobody so know what you're trying to do, and I tell you that from the bottom of your heart. Nobody, bro. Even my stepdad, that's my that's my real best friend. Like he, you know what I'm saying? He taught me everything. That's who I rely on for anything. And even him, son, no, I fought with you. But I, I need you to go back to college. Like, not on some real on the real story, I had threw college away, bro. I had spent all my money. I told my dad, like, I can't, bro. Like, I can't do this shit. I keep spending five grand every goddamn semester. That's a zero return on investment for me, cause I know I'm not finna use this shit. You know, and then once I drop it, I said, nigga, I'm out. I still got to buy the books. Yeah. And I had to hustle up this five bands. Yeah. I'm, like, that's idiotic. You know what I'm saying? When I sit back and think, oh, it wasn't because Lord knows what my parents sacrificed for me. You know what I'm saying? So that's a small sacrifice for that. But don't say, sure, man, I, I tried to quit. And my dad gave me the bread. And I know he, he wasn't even up like that. He said, son, if it ain't nothing the nigga never asked you to do, I need you to finish college. That's just for me. You get what I'm saying? And, and that was also another turning point when I got back in school. That was a turning point for that. Like, okay, let me get back in school and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go. So at the end of the day, parents want the best for you. Right. Yeah, right. And when I graduated high school, I told my parents I was gonna cut hair. That shit did not go well. Right, 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 right. I was saying my career went astounding. But that conversation I had with my parents, you gonna cut hair? And yeah, I don't think it ever will. And it's something that I don't know. I often think about this: Will I change that with my kid? Right? Because the thing is, if you change it though, it it could. I get what you. It could fuck you up. I because dude, when I tell you that shit ain't gonna work, are you still gonna do it? That's what I want to see in my kid. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, if I tell you it don't work, the next nigga gonna go outside and tell you it ain't gonna work. So your parents want the best for you. School is safe. Yes. Yeah. If you go to school, I could pretty much tell you how much money you're gonna make, what where you gonna work, get, and you're not gonna be a bone. Right. Yeah. When you step into this entrepreneur space, it's a it's everybody a not built for that. No, no. So your parents do that because they want the best for you. I told my mom I was gonna cut hair, and my dad, my mom said, go to the military. My daddy said, I can get you a job at Disney. Oh, don't start there. Uh, my mom you said she could give me a job at McDonald's. That's nuts. I had look here if I say, Mom, look, <laughs> no disrespect, man, to nobody working at McDonald's. I remember like yesterday, and it's just like, you got to know yourself. I was 14 for 10 in month. I, I'm not finna be in there because at the end of the it, it wasn't, I don't know if it was more so me worried about people coming in. It just ain't fitting what I got going yeah, on. Yeah, if you know, I could sell these damn iPhones. You make like $10 out. I'm saying our parents, remember our parents come from an era where- My mom worked at McDonald's. She know, said that's all they she, know. She gonna do what she know at work. Right, so right. don't tell you what she feels, say she gonna regret it. Like if you, she don't tell you do the wrong thing, now she gonna blame herself. Cause we always gonna blame ourselves with our kids. Right. Yeah. Stuff. Right, right. So so even with, like with my daughter, 
I don't, I don't like. I told my daughter like I wanted to go to school. Like you finish school, I but think, if yeah, I, I think she study, the school shit for sure. I'm saying she came home and say I want to be a creative. I'm saying I'm a backer. Yeah, know? but I'm saying I set my life up so far that it'll be hard for them not to be okay. Right, you know? right. You know and, so, and I think your hard work grants that next generation. That I just told my boy like I plan to be so rich. You might think I'm tripping, bro. My son not finna do none of that. Shit. If yeah. I, I'm gonna say go get the grass cut. If he go pick up the lawnmower, I probably slap him upside. Yeah. I'm gonna say go get the credit card, <laughs> call the lawn service people, and get what the fuck hey. cut grass. <laughs> we so, not cut grass. I'm, I'm gonna say this, and then we gonna we gonna get ready to get out of here. Right, right. One time, me and my dad, I'm saying I love my dad with everything I got, and it's nobody in the world I want to disappoint. Like my dad mean the world to me, so. It's funny with the grass thing. My daddy told me one day to cut the grass. Yeah, I'm a barber. Like I'm get, I'm making probably twelve hundred dollars a week at nineteen. Right, right. But I'm still at home. Don't get right, it twisted. Right, Most right. of my friends making three hundred dollars a week. My dad say, cut the grass. I was like, Dad, you want the grass cut or you want me to cut it? Because <laughs> you want the grass cut, that's nothing to talk yeah, about. Yeah. You want me to cut the grass, you're probably going to have to kick me out. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. Not to say I ain't cutting the grass, but I'm not cutting the grass. You really got, really got no shoes to cut the grass. <laughs> so that's, my dad later told me, like, you know, that's when he figured out I was a man. Right. That's the first time he looked at me as a man because. I didn't defy what he said, but that's the first time I didn't just do what he said. Yeah. You know, I had my own, I'm yeah. gonna get the grass cut. Mm -hmm. If you ask me to cut the grass, I'm gonna get the grass cut. But if you, I'm probably not finna go out there and cut the grass. So, hey, that was, um, thank y'all for tuning in to our podcast with my, as I said, my, my, uh, 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 a young creator that I really, Great really, boy, really yeah. I, oh, I, I'm gonna say I admire this guy We're from the first time I saw him. You are our first guest too, so. Oh, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, yeah. you're, print, you're the first guest on No oh, U-Turn, dude. That, all right, all right, hey man, appreciate y'all for tuning in, and we'll have more stuff with you, and remember, No U-Turn. Next time. Oh, you're so